One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms try to inject some holiday cheer into the season while pondering what useless gift to get great Aunt Jenny and trying to wrangle kids who'll be hopped up on sugar cookie frosting till New Year's. Happy holidays! (laughs) So I'm Katie. I'm Deborah, And I have one son, Jay. He's two years old. And I have three kids. Uh, My oldest is eight, and my twins will be five on Christmas Eve. Whoa! I can't believe it. Time flies, man. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So I have a Christmas edition of our Adorable Kids segment. Oh, lay it on me. So at lunch today, Nate, one of my four and three quarters years old, olds, he gave me this incomprehensible Christmas list that he was just making stuff up. Like he wants a Lego car set. And I was trying to ask all these questions like, had he seen it at target or was it at school or what? And he finally revealed that he just like hopes that Lego makes a car set. And if they do, he would like to get one. (laughs) He wants a light green iPad. Okay. Sorry, I don't think Santa has the budget for that. He wants a Mario pop-up arcade game, like the kind that you would find in an arcade. (laughs) And he thinks he can put it in his room because he has an outlet. Okay. (laughs) Because you would have to plug it in, and he's right about that. Does he know it's so big he'd have to move his bed into the hallway? (laughs) (laughs) And then follow that up with his twin sister Libby she wants a backyard swimming pool shaped like a diamond (laughs) (laughs) you treat yourself Libby that's a good idea (laughs) I want a backyard diamond pool (laughs) I do too it's kind of a good idea (laughs) actually no because it'd be like those corners would be useless space because you're not gonna like wedge yourself into the tight corner that's true that's true explain that to Libby maybe then she'll cross it off her list (laughs) well I was gonna tell an awful story about Jay and how he's been throwing mega tantrums lately but since you brought up Target I have to make a confession okay so for those of you who don't know Deborah has this awesome Facebook photo series and I don't know maybe it's on Instagram too I don't do Instagram no okay just Facebook so she has an awesome Facebook photo series and the hashtag is what target fails or bummer target bummer target and she takes awesome photos of like hilariously misplaced items it's just my spotlight on how somehow shopping at a big box store turns people into just grubby litter bugs <laughs> it's a lot of photos of just garbage that people yeah. leave on the shelves instead of walking like 10 feet to a trash receptacle mm-hmm. of which there are many at target yeah there you can find them it'll be like you know just dis- deep discounts on 
mattresses and then it'll be just like a half eaten bag of Oreos or something. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hilarious. But my confession has to do with the fact that I went to Target the other day with Jay and uh, we have officially reached the end of the time in which he will peacefully sit in a shopping cart. So he wants to walk. Oh, no. This is the end. Yeah. I mean, we still have some legs in the grocery store because they have race car carts. But he wants to walk if we're somewhere with just normal carts, which I thought might be okay. But, Deborah, that is how all that shit gets left around Target. True. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I was walking and I felt so ashamed. I'm like, I'm that person. But I legitimately couldn't stop him he did not have like a venti mocha <laughs> true he, that he that left the on like the, la- <laughs> the laundry detergent aisle <laughs> at like an adult shoulders height like he did not do that that's true that's true he did not do that <laughs> but he was like picking things up in one aisle and like I wouldn't notice so by the time I noticed we were like four aisles away yeah, so that uh, that was just my story. I felt so guilty at Target for making such a mess with my kid. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They're like the Target employees. I'm sure they're used to it. <laughs> oh, I want to be a polite consumer. I just don't know if that's possible with a two-year-old. Yeah, you could like pile up all his items and have him bring it up at the checkout and be like, okay, Jay. Seven, your total is $75. That's cute. <laughs> so that's my not-so-cute Jay story. I have more because he's been a tantrum monster lately, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so let's get to today's topic. Today, for our holiday episode, we are talking about All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. You don't. It has been in my head <laughs> since I watched it to the point where like Jay was absentmindedly singing it. And that is a tricky one to embed in a two year old's head. So I must be singing it literally constantly. <laughs> it is a pretty good song. I have to admit that I do like it. <laughs> I don't know if I like it anymore. It's give, yeah. it, give it time to like seep out of my brain. All right, so All I Want for Christmas is You is an animated movie, and I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't, like, check the credits. I'm sure Mariah Carey is, like, a producer, because she's the narrator, Mm -hmm. and it's an animated movie that is supposed to be, it's framed as an event from her childhood that I'm sure is fabricated. Um, So the title is obviously based on the popular 1994 Mariah Carey Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, And we watched it on Amazon Prime. And the plot... All right, let's see. So young Mariah asks for a puppy every year for Christmas, but her dad is allergic and her mom is a neat freak. Uh, One year, Mariah falls in love with a prissy, hypoallergenic Pouchon, which is apparently a cross between a Bichon and a Poodle, named Princess. Panicked, her dad brings home Jack who he tells Mariah is her Uncle Reggie's dog, but is actually a stray, Reggie picked up on the side of the road, and Mariah's dad decided was perfectly safe to take home just to teach his daughter a lesson about responsibility. 
and tells her she can have Princess if she can prove she can care for Jack. Jack causes lots of problems, and he and Mariah get into a lot of amusing scrapes, but she decides she loves him after all and chooses him over Princess after a dramatic Christmas Day search when Jack runs away after Mariah shouts at him for making so much trouble. Uh, There is also a B story about Mariah's grandpa's Christmas light feud with her neighbor. And that's all I got for a summary. (laughs) That's good. That's that sums it up. All right. Um, So as to why we picked it, we wanted to pick a holiday movie. And it was surprisingly. No, let me put it this way. I was surprised at how few new holiday movies were readily available on the streaming platforms. Right. Um, So Deborah found this gem. And we proposed it to our Facebook listeners, or Facebook, yeah, our listeners on Facebook, and no one said adamantly no, so we decided to watch it. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) I'll just start off by saying that I thought it was about the most unoriginal (laughs) Christmas movie plot that I've ever seen. Like, there were, it was sort of a mashup of ingredients from various holiday movies Mm -hmm. that have been successful in other films but overall overall I didn't I didn't find it to be original I didn't find it to be like it didn't capture my interest so many of the characters were unlikable And like the physical gags were just not funny. It was supposed to be funny. And so I'm just going to start out by and saying that I didn't love it. And I can get into detail about why I didn't like it. But that's those are my general thoughts. Not good. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I mean, it was a direct-to-video Christmas movie release, so obviously we're grading on a curve. But my the overwhelming question I came away with was why, like, why Marrera, really? Okay, Mm -hmm. why Mariah Carey? Why this story paired with Mariah Carey? It seems like a weird choice, unless like Mariah Carey is well known for her love of dogs, and I just didn't know that. I don't know about that. I mean, at the very end in the credits, they show like the music video of All I Want for Christmas is You. Is that and really I the mu- think... the original music video? I think so. Oh, okay. I kind of thought they so. had just filmed it for this movie. At first, no, because like, that's like young Mariah Carey. But she's kind of ageless. Because my first thought was like, oh, yeah, that must be old because the snowsuit seems very 90s to me. And then I was like, wait a minute. The 90s are back. Maybe they just made this last week. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's young Mariah Carey. I think that was the original video. Mm. Um, And my memory might. A little. So I I think it's a movie kind of based on the music video. Oddly. I mean, I guess that's as good a reason as any, but it's not as if it's a music video that has a plot. It's just her like frolicking in the snow. And at some points there are dogs, but at some points there are also bunnies. Right. And once a dove. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, she is like the holiday pop diva of our time. Because really, no one else has come along to write another good Christmas pop song since then. Well, to our knowledge, like somebody just recently told me that they have Kelly Clarkson has a Christmas album. I don't know if she has any originals though yeah and I listen to like Pandora Christmas radio so I hear like the modern artists interpretations of Christmas songs and if they have original ones they're all pretty boring but Mm -hmm. hers has been the only one to really hit you know right right it's a modern classic for sure (laughs) excuse me they did advertise in the trailer a new Mariah Christmas song what exactly was the new Mariah Christmas song? Did you catch it? Oh, was it in the movie? That's what the trailer said. I missed it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I caught like three songs. Most likely sung by Mariah. That like I had never heard before. They could have been written mm-hmm. for the movie, but none of them stood out about the others nor were they repeated in any way so I just wasn't sure what we were supposed to be listening for (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so Mariah Carey narrates it and that's really her voice (laughs) (laughs) and there are a couple of moments where it starts at the at the very beginning she's narrating it and then she says, wait a minute. And like the action on screen stops. And she says, I said Christmas. And then the animation gets like really over the top Christmas. And there was at least one other moment in the movie where two of the characters are shopping. Uh And she said, wait a minute. Same pause in animation. I said shopping. And then poof like they have all these shopping bags now that you say that I remember it but you're right it did not happen frequently enough to be a thing I only caught it the two times and the two times that I have that that happened I really thought it was cute and funny and very Mariah Carey because she is a diva Mm -hmm. a diva yeah so sorry I felt like if there had been more moments consistently throughout the film and it was more self-conscious like that I felt like it would have been more enjoyable for sure there was one moment that legitimately made me laugh and it was Mariah had just stolen a Santa suit from like an outdoor Christmas display (gasps) and she came in and she was like I can make anything look good even a borrowed Santa suit from a Christmas display that's been sitting outside for 10 years or something like that and I was like yes that is Mariah Carey that is funny and what yes what we would expect but I haven't very rarely (laughs) yeah I liked that moment also yeah I felt like this film kind of made me mad because there were there was potential for more of those moments and it could have been really funny and really good and really Mariah but it was totally a watered down bad CGI yeah animation style unoriginal well the Christmas temptation movie. with a christmas movie is that it always has to be a lesson movie 
I mean, that's mm-hmm. true of all children's programming to a certain extent. But with a Christmas movie, definitely it has to be about, you know, learning that Christmas is about more than gifts or learning. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got. But uh, Christmas movies always come with messages about kids learning what the true meaning of the season is. Mm -hmm. But what was the fundamental lesson here? Because I wrote down the very last line. She said, Jack didn't have to be perfect and I didn't have to be perfect because love is. And it really—it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it really got me because, first of all, her dad's plan to teach her how to care for a dog was horrible and horribly irresponsible, and could have hurt everyone in the family. What about learning the responsibility by caring for a dog? There's no talk of training here. The one time that Mariah speaks like an actual dog owner and tells the dog to drop something, she then immediately has to apologize to the dog. And Mariah's character is framed as this perfectionist. Like, she can't, yeah, she can't be, if she can't be perfect, she doesn't want to do it. But wouldn't she be obsessed with training the dog if she were a perfectionist? She just expects the dog to be perfect right out of the box. Right. Right. And she, yeah. I don't know. I I just couldn't get over the whole, like, if you're trying to teach a kid about how to be responsible for a pet, this is not the way to do it. Okay. I would give the film points for diversity. Like, every crowd scene, it was... A bunch of different skinny CGI animation people, <laughs> but they were all different, like skin colors, and the ethnicities were vague. And like Mariah's family was biracial. Mm-hmm. But one thing I didn't like is that the characters were just so stuck. Like, yeah, the grandma was like sassy black grandma (laughs) the dad was like clueless bumbling dad Mm -hmm. um the mom was like uptight vacuum everything mom (laughs) i totally agree with you on that front there was no nuance or subtlety to any of this the only thing that resonated with me at all on a character level was the relationship between mariah and her little sister and i think Mm -hmm. it's because i am myself a little sister So Mm -hmm. the deal was that Mariah was often dismissive of her younger sister and said that, you know, her younger sister could never do anything right because Mariah was a perfectionist and her little sister was a little bit blammy, but, you know, Mm well-meaning. And I think that's generally kind of the role that I fill as well. So (laughs) I really, I, I felt a lot for that character. And I think... I, I will happily give it the compliment, but I'm sure it was more what I was bringing to the table than what the movie was putting out. <laughs> oh, she was a really cute character, the little sister. And you, I did feel sorry for her when she was like, you won't let me help because I always mess everything up. <laughs> and the so tiny funny. mini arc of Mariah learning to accept help from her younger siblings, even though they're younger than her, I think that was one of the more satisfying moments. Yeah, totally. There was a totally surprising life or death element to the whole neighbor Christmas lights competition. 
which they did not treat with the gravity it deserved. At one point, Grandpa Mariah Carey went up onto the neighbor's roof, trying to dismantle his lights, fell off the roof, became entangled in some Christmas lights, and was suspended over a fish pond to the point where, like, the slightest movement and he would fall into the pond and be electrocuted and die. Yeah. And it was just played for laughs. (laughs) Yeah. All of the mishaps were just not funny. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of dog puke. A lot of dog puke, which is just disgusting. And, and it's no not one funny. ever said, what's wrong with the dog? Maybe we should take him to the vet. He's puking a lot. Or maybe you should watch what he's eating. <laughs> and like all of the ice skating pond scenes, which I wasn't sure if it was just a ripoff of Home Alone's ice skating scene or if. Does every Christmas movie have an ice skating chase scene? But there were a there were a lot of falls on the ice skating rink, and they looked like they should have ended up in the emergency room, not just <laughs> brushed off for cheap laughs. There were so many things wrong with this movie. We could go on and on forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there anything else specific about the plot you wanted to bring up? Really, the whole like irresponsibility on the part of the dad bothered me the most the only other thing that I made a note of is that so Mariah's this perfectionist and all of her extracurricular activities and ambitions like stressed me out <laughs> she was like in model UN choir this dog fashion show <laughs> she was angling for a role in the spring musical it was too much, and she couldn't do any of it well because she just had too much going on. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about this dog fashion show for a minute? Because part <laughs> of the reason why Mariah is so discontented with Jack is that the other little girls in this fashion show have perfectly well-behaved dogs. And I don't know if like their parents are like shoemaker elving it, when the kids are asleep and like engaging in dog training when their daughters don't know but how did they get perfectly behaved dogs and they don't seem to do anything to merit that like they're not good dog owners I don't know I mean Jack is a puppy right I don't I don't know anything about dogs (laughs) I would just chalk it up to Jack being a puppy and then maybe the other dogs were like old and I guess I just assumed because they were tiny they were all puppies but you're right they could have been purse dogs purse dogs who'd been around a long time and like all they had energy for was walking to the end of the runway but if Mariah is the smarty pants perfectionist how can she be so stupid like to like not realize that a puppy doesn't just come trained Right. So what did you think of Mariah's performance? Mariah Car- Wait, what are, oh, are sorry. Mariah, Mariah Carey? Carey's performance as the narrator. I liked it. I wish that there like like I said, I wish there had been more of those diva moments where Mariah could really be Mariah. How about you? Do you think Mariah realizes that that is her image? Ooh. Well, to prepare for this, I watched the Carpool Karaoke. Uh-huh. There's one featuring Mariah Carey, hmm. like an early Carpool Karaoke, 
And she's such a diva in that because she's like, I was up all night. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one where they do this um, montage of all these carpool karaoke sessions where they sang All I Want for Christmas is You. And it's all, have you seen that one? No. It's really enjoyable. And she, in it, she's also a diva. She's, she's, she's such a star. She know, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know. She's so, she's probably like really out of touch with other people's realities. Yeah. And I feel confident that she had a lot of input as to the plot of this movie and how everything went. So like, if she wanted to include more diva moments, there would have been more diva moments. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. I thought her delivery as a narrator was bad, but maybe that's just because I have a history of not being able to separate the celebrity from the character, as we addressed with the whole John Travolta thing when we talked about Bolt. Right, right, right. (laughs) Not that she really wanted to be divorced from her image. It was her playing a younger version of her. Yeah, I feel like she probably showed up with sunglasses on, did her lines, didn't do retakes, and was in and out of there in like 45 to 90 minutes. Really? I would think she'd be like micromanaging the whole process. I don't know. Like making sure she came off the way she wanted to come off. Oh, oh, oh. And maybe that's why it was... Yeah, maybe that's why it wasn't good. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I know nothing about Mariah Carey. I was clueless about her even in her heyday of the mid-90s. Um, I mean, obviously, I recognize her big hits, but I can't really say that I count myself a fan. So maybe I'm not giving her enough credit. Did you have any other thoughts about the rest of the cast? I did not. I... I thought they were fine. Nobody <laughs> yeah. stood out to me. I didn't. You wrote down Henry Winkler, but who is that? The dad? Uh, the he grandpa? played the grandpa. Okay. And okay. I just wanted to formally welcome him to our word cloud because this is the second uh, Henry Winkler mention because we saw him on Teen Beach Movie uh, playing oh, the that's... grandpa there. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> So it kind of seems like he'll officially do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's funny. Um, And I also just IMDb'd the little girl that did the the young Mariah voice. And apparently she's going to star in a new series for the Disney Channel based on the movie School of Rock, which I really enjoyed that movie. So I'm happy about that. I'll take it. Ooh, we should put that on our watch list. Yeah. So how do you feel like this fits into the genre of holiday movie? It's right up there with the, well, to say right up there implies that it's good. It uh, It's in a vein with those movies about getting the one longed for Christmas present. The classic example mm-hmm. being A Christmas Story and the mm-hmm. uh, Red Rider BB gun. But you can even mention uh, previously watched Mary Ellen 1955, 
where she really wanted to see snow for Christmas. So, I mean, the longing for one special present and learning a larger lesson is a very common, as you said before, it's a very common trope. We've seen literally everything in this movie before. Thinking about Christmas movies, I much prefer the Grinch moral, the uh, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store, maybe just maybe Christmas means a little bit more Mm -hmm. over the whole Christmas present narrative. I mean, I watch A Christmas Story every year just like everyone else because it's so ever present and I laugh, but I, I still don't think it's my favorite. Guess what? I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they play it for 24 hours on Christmas Day, so it is readily I've available. I've seen like five minutes of it here and there, but I've never watched it in its entirety. Wow. Yeah. You should do it. I feel like your kids are in okay age now. Yeah. My all-time favorite Christmas movie, ooh, I guess it's either Elf or Home Alone. I cannot watch Home Alone. Have you watched it as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's I super it's so violent. Fun. I mean, you're talking it about the violent. ice skating scenes in this movie being too violent. <laughs> I But I would add that, like, realizing that what you really want for Christmas is to be with your family, flawed as they are, <laughs> is one of my favorite Christmas movie morals all right I can totally be with you there but the whole bulk of the movie where he is assaulting the two dim-witted robbers is just I I I can't even think about it it's it's really brutal it is brutal (laughs) yeah but Uh, they're the bad guys they're the bad guys um oh and then the whole neighbor light competition is a wink I feel like to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation right sort of like you and a Christmas story I feel like is a Christmas touchstone for everyone but me Mm. when I was growing up the uh oft watched National Lampoon's movie was European Vacation so also good I don't even think I saw like the original Vacation or Christmas Vacation until I was an adult yeah, I don't know. I, on the whole, just nothing worked. And I, I, I think it, the only way that it would have worked if it was more self-conscious and winking about who the narrator was and those diva mo- moments. I, th- I think it had great potential and it was lost. Because that's the thing, the sort of self-awareness that we appreciate as parents watching children's television, Mm -hmm. is it fundamentally incompatible with the Christmas movie genre? I mean, like, do Christmas movies just have to be earnest? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because a Christmas movie or a Christmas story isn't. Like, it's full of those moments to make the grown-ups chuckle that just fly over the kid's head. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's possible Right. Ugh, they just did not hit the nail on the head. Besides what we've already talked about, um, (laughs) what do you think that All I Want for Christmas is You compares to? Um, Well, I wanted to talk for a minute about my somewhat guilty pleasure, but really just pleasure 
that I take in watching those horrible made-for-TV grown-up Christmas movies, of which they produce like 80 quadrillion every year. (laughs) And I would mention some favorite plots, but really they all just melt together in my brain. But I would happily like sit there and watch like six of those straight with their stupid plotting and their wooden acting and... I I don't know what it is about them. I just love them. And I think that's what startled me so much is I have this expectation of there being so much new Christmas content every year. And then to look at it, specifically looking for kids programming, to really not find any was really a shock. But yeah, yeah I've been, I've already started this year. I started the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. um, I think my favorite in like the terrible plots is the one where the girl next door gets whisked away to some imaginary European country and falls in love with the prince. I want you to post some of these on Facebook so that I can see what you're watching. Happily, yes. (laughs) I happily will. (laughs) I will admit to this obsession. I don't get to do it nearly as much as I once did, obviously, because... As we've talked about, my screen time is limited, but it's embarrassing that I sometimes take a two-hour chunk of time, and instead of catching up on my prestige dramas, I'm like, oh, I kind of just want to watch Winnie Cooper fall in love with a prince. Hey, the heart wants what it wants. (laughs) Is it, like, old Winnie Cooper, or is this, like, new, like, recent Winnie Cooper? I mean, this one is a few years old, but it's, like, grown-up Winnie Cooper. Oh, I definitely want to watch that. Oh, that's a good one. I'll have to look up what it's called, but it'll take a while to find because there are probably a million made-for-TV Christmas movies with the word prince in the title. (laughs) Is this like Hallmark Channel? It might be Hallmark Channel and it might be Lifetime because they also do a lot. Okay. Uh, Did you do any casting of the gritty HBO reboot? I want to see like a reality show where it's Mariah Carey and Mark Anthony and I know they're divorced, and we could show them. Aren't they divorced? I didn't know they were ever married. Are you sure you're not thinking of Jennifer Lopez? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't Mariah, Mariah Carey, Carey is, have twins with Mariah Carey is married to Nick Cannon, or she was. And I don't think they have kids. Oh, okay. Well, I want to see Jennifer Lopez <laughs> and Mark Anthony <laughs> get their kids a dog and then share custody (laughs) of the dog and the kids oh my gosh I've totally mixed up my divas all right well I totally went off of the Mariah as perfectionist and I decided that I also wanted to see a reality tv show about famous perfect person Gwyneth Paltrow getting a dog (gasps) oh my god not being able to deal with it (laughs) cut mine that's so perfect How is she going to goop her way out of this? I know. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Yeah. What Uh, does she do with, does she just meditate her way out of it? I guess. Because she's not going to train the dog either. No. Well, I guess she meditates her way out of it in another room and leaves her staff to train the dog. And then when (laughs) she comes back from meditating, the dog is trained and she thinks she's done it. No offense, Gwyneth. I love you. Uh, Do you think it was better when we were kids? I mean, compared to this movie, definitely, yes. (laughs) Definitely. 
How about you? I was really conflicted because I think just maybe my standards were different. When I was a kid, I was happy to just watch Mary Steenburgen and One Mary One Magic Christmas again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, I would have liked this movie as a kid for yeah. sure. Well, I would never watch it alone voluntarily. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you watch it with your kids? No, and I will not have them watch it because they would all love a dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. For Christmas. And so this would just be too much. Well, because uh, they're they, not getting a dog for Christmas. If they ever ask, uh, you can just tell them that uh, my dog hates Jay and Jay hates our dog. So it Aww. doesn't always work out. <laughs> um, but yes, obviously, I would never watch this alone voluntarily. I actually did watch it with Jay. And I felt like it was fine to watch with someone of his age group. Like he just liked watching the puppies. And, uh, you know, some of the broader physical gags landed with him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I said, he's been singing that damn song. It is a good song. Ratings? <laughs> two? Yeah, that, I'm I'm with you on a two. Not good, but I don't want to like... Some people might like it. Yeah, not good, but only... Well, not only, but mostly just because it was derivative and unoriginal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if I'm grading on those standards, I should give it a five because I love those stupid Christmas movies. <laughs> So what we've learned today is that in addition to being an irresponsible Target shopper, I'm also a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, Deborah. Talk us out. We can end on that note. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please, please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook to continue the conversation. We're at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. And you can also find out on Facebook what we're covering in our next episode if you'd like to watch before you listen. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at, at myscreentime2 and email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me, Deborah, and my adorable children. And produ- our podcast is produced by Katie Curler. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents.